Welcome to the CF Stories Podcast, where we take some time each week to get to know different members of Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth. Our community is filled with people from different walks of life, from doctors to teachers to business owners, who all have unique experiences to share. This is who we are, and these are our stories. Hello, hello, everyone. Once again, this is Elliot here with CF Stories, and we are going to talk this week about creativity. What does it mean to be creative? What does it mean to be an artist? This is a two-parter, and today you're going to hear from a dear friend of Christ Fellowship, someone who unfortunately does not live in New Jersey anymore, but has deep roots in the Christ Fellowship community, a true artiste my dear friend and many people know this woman as a dear friend as well april watkins a true artist this is her story well welcome everyone to this conversation for cf stories with april watkins hello april and welcome to this interview today hi guys thank you for having me it's good to hear your voice. Good to see you. It's been a little while, it's been a little while, but it is good to see you. It is good to hear your voice. And uh, we're going to talk about art and creativity. Great. Um, the reason why we're going to talk about this is because there's many creative people, you know, I know, many people are friends with, many people have seen their artwork and have been blessed by their artwork and not only the artwork itself, but the stories and testimonies behind the artwork. So. We want to get into that story in terms of where that comes from, how you use it, what you've learned in the creative process and as an artist so that, I mean, who knows, this can inspire a whole bunch of other people yeah. to get down with their own artistic style. They maybe have something brewing within them. Yes. They just want to let it out <laughs> and they just don't know where to start and we'll get to all that yeah. and more and more. So I know I mentioned a little bit before about who you are. And how uh, you're a very you're still part of the Christ Fellowship family, but uh, just tell us uh, who you are uh, for those within Christ Fellowship who uh, you may not have met. Obviously, there's plenty of people who you have that are still uh, a part of Christ Fellowship, but just tell us uh, who you are and uh, your connection to Christ Fellowship for those of you for those who do not know you. Sure. Uh, so I'm part of the Ramondi family. I'm married now, but I'm maintaining So my dad. Um, he was one of the pastors back in Calvary. So some of you may not even know that, but before the church became Christ Fellowship, I was one of the pastor's kids and me and my sister, Sarah, we would run around and do all this stuff. And, um, we were back in the beginning when Pastor Gary started being the pastor and my dad was Pastor Bill Ramondi and he did a lot of the counseling and security. Like my dad was the big security guy, uh, He's also but a big guy, up. too. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy, too. Yeah, yeah. One of the pastors with the tattoos, you know. Um, so we grew up in the church and even in youth group um, once we were old enough to go. And then we became um, youth leaders in the bridge. I remember voting for the name and figuring out what it was going to be called. And um, it was fun being leaders in the same youth group that we went to. And my husband and I, Gary, Gary Watkins, we were the first people married in the new building. So the building that you guys now know, uh, like the auditorium and the theater, we were just about to move to Florida for my husband's job or my fiance at the time. 
but we really wanted to be a part of the church family and the, the church wasn't done being built yet. And so even my wedding dress, I made sure it could go That's on right. like cement floor because we wanted to be married in the building before we left. And so um, it's been exciting to be a part of Christ Fellowship through the beginning to, I mean, now we haven't seen you guys in a long time, but a lot of our roots have come from you guys. So it's exciting to hear about how you guys are growing. So we moved, we've moved all over. My husband worked for the government with um, government contracts. So we've moved from Jersey to Florida, to California, to North Carolina, to, to Hong Kong. We lived in mm-hmm. Hong Kong for a while. And now we are back in Mississippi. So Jersey kids are in Mississippi. Uh, and we actually really love it. It's peaceful here. We don't have that, that drama, <laughs> that Jersey drama. But we also miss the, the, we the miss so many people from uh, Jersey. Uh, so yeah, right now we're in Mississippi. My husband, he is now a disabled veteran, so he does a lot of Tai Chi. He teaches Tai Chi and helps people find um, wellness through traditional Chinese medicine. So life has taken an alternative route for Gary. A lot of you know Gary. Um, and now instead of me working as an emergency room nurse. I am doing painting full time. So, and our 10 year old son, Eli, um, he's got that creative gene too, between Gary and I. So we do have a son and um, he goes to school here in Mississippi with us. So life's taken a big change. We've been all over the place, but now we're trying to settle down. So I'm talking to you while you're in Jersey. We're here in Mississippi. That's a long way, Mississippi. I mean, Hong Kong's obviously longer, longer distance. But uh, I remember your wedding. I remember I was there. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. I remember we uh, <laughs> had the ceremony upstairs in the front auditorium, and then we had the party in the lobby. I remember that. in the lobby. Uh, yep. In, in, I remember that distinctly. I remember Gary beating me at limbo. Uh, I'm still a little upset, obviously, that I brought it up. Um, but uh, or or did I let him win because it was his event? Because mm, mm. it was his day, mm. right? <laughs> Maybe I let him win. We'll just, 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 we'll just table that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I remember even uh, uh, my wife, Colleen, and I. I remember us visiting you guys uh, when you did live in North Carolina on yes. our uh, our road trips. I remember vis- visiting uh, you guys out there. Um, and then, of course, more recently, I know we got a little overlap in Jersey where uh, our oldest daughter uh, was able to meet Eli, your son. So that was a, that was yeah. a, a nice moment too. So the yeah. connections are still there. They're still there. They're still yeah. strong, and it's just good always to see a network. Yep, that's Stay not connected, bound yeah. by physical space, mm-hmm. right? Because we're all the same family. Something. We're still all Absolutely. the same family of God. So you guys doing that that's there, right. and we're doing it here. You know, it's just different parts. <laughs> that's right, a hundred percent. So I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you're able to join us. Yeah. Jim, join us for this 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 interview. And I'm really looking forward to catching up with you and, and finding out what God has been doing with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now you are a a a what would you consider yourself? A graphic artist, a painter? What what, what would you how would you classify yourselves, even if it's multiple categories? I would definitely say painter, painter first. Yeah. I okay. don't like to draw. <laughs> definitely not a drawer, <laughs> but I use graphic art or like digital media to design for my paintings but it's just a means okay. to an end i i love painting yeah now 
let's take your personal story and how you got involved with painting. So if you can take us to the beginning. Now, were you always a painter as a child or is this something you picked up as an adult? Take us through that story. So I actually quit the brownies, like the young Girl Scouts, because all they did was color. And I came home and I was like, mom, this is lame. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't always like drawing all that stuff, but I've always made stuff, even like my Legos. I was always making something as a solution to a problem I had. So I've always been creative. Um, but my senior year of high school, I had an elective, like I was planning on going to nursing school and all this stuff, but I had an extra slot of time for an elective, which was a painting class. And Mm. during that class, something just clicked and I have not turned back since then. I went to nursing school, but I did painting on the side and somewhere along the lines, like it all flipped and now painting. So that, that class in high school changed my life. What was it specifically about that class that was, was there a specific project that you did that opened that door for you that you noticed that you had some type of acumen towards that? Yeah. So there was, you know, our, you know school classes give you all sorts of different projects. The specific mm-hmm. one, she said to bring in a picture of something and we were going to paint the picture um, as a photo reference. And so I brought in this picture of a garden that we had gone to and I love puzzles. I love figuring things out and putting things together and making connections Mm -hmm. with that ENFP mentality. And for some reason, trying to figure out how to put colors and images on a canvas from the back to the front was like this game, like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. And I had never known using paint and pencils could be like a puzzle. And so just having to figure out how to build that picture from a photo was like mind-blowing to me and it grabbed me so that was that one project and now that painting is hanging in my bathroom <laughs> <laughs> well you've kept it i mean that's yeah high school correct high school you said yeah so that was that was okay that was 2001 mm-hmm. that was i a mean long time ago <laughs> well i've been just just thinking right we could, we could do the math later but just thinking <laughs> of um just thinking of the fact that you weren't you know, into this, you could say, uh, until your teenage years. And even that alone, I'm sure someone hearing this will say, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not too late in the game here, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And to, you know, to get going or to let some type of artistic process begin, which is great. I mean, that's something that I I think is is important to hear. Now, with this, how would you take what you learned in high school and you've been doing it since then, what have you added to what you learned in high school? Like you, so you had the class and then you started just, just letting things go. You buy a bunch of art supplies. You just, just dug in. How did that work? So I didn't have a lot of time for the first several years after high school because I went away to college and then had a career and stuff. So mm-hmm. I didn't paint a lot, but I would actually go out and buy calendars of like travel destinations. So like Italy or like all these really scenic places or like Prague, things I love to see in the movies. And I would use these photos from calendars to try to paint them to see like I could paint that or like that picture. I could totally paint that. So it was almost like a challenge of finding pictures that I wanted to learn how to paint. 
Um, and it does not take a lot of money to learn a skill. Like I was painting with paintbrushes and paints that were like just a couple of dollars each. This was not high quality stuff. But you don't need a lot of things to learn a craft. It just takes it, it as a matter of fact, the less you have, the more creative you are. So mm, mm, sometimes mm. I even think putting a limit on yourself, whether out of necessity or choice, mm. actually, I mean, they say necessity is the mother of invention. And that mm. is so right. true because for the longest time, I didn't have money for supplies. I mean, one of my favorite paintings is on cardboard. Our wedding photo is on cardboard because I just didn't have money for it. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you can't create beautiful things with a really limited supply. Um, so having tools is just an excuse because you can paint with coffee on paper if you want it. Um, I, I have seen some interesting art done with, obviously, with different things, uh, with different materials. I mean, sand, um, yeah, soda cans. You know, you name. You go to a museum uh, and you see just a solid blue canvas. But it was made yeah. with certain materials, which you know makes yeah. it special or unique. That that's uh, I'm glad you said that too, because and this this goes to my next question. How would you define art for yourself? Because you didn't really get into art until, like we just said, you were in high school, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. art is something you find and you just ran with it. So what what do you think art is? If someone asks you, let's just pretend that no one ever heard that word before, right. and they say, right. hey, what do you, what is art? I think art is anything original that comes from your imagination and creativity. So that can be words, that can be the way you love somebody, that can be painting, that can be theater, that can be singing, it can be an instrument, it could be your craft or your skill. I think anything that you pour out of your person, even raising a child, is an art form. Um, How you put yourself out into the world. If it's coming from your imagination and your originality, I think that's art. Whether that's putting something on a canvas so it looks like a painting or poetry, I think art is just what you pour out from your imagination. Mm. And that's interesting because um, everyone's imagination is so different. And a lot of our imagination is based from our experiences, you know, like how we perceive the world how we perceive reality and all that and then the art that is produced from this this is mine now i'm not an artist but this is this is what i'm observing as a a fan i guess you could say and then you know you have Mm -hmm. this art that comes out and then it's so interesting that it captivates people attention keep people's attention to the point where they not only see the art or hear the art then they wonder about the person behind the art and how it came right. into, into being. So when you say um, imagination and creativity, maybe we can try to define those words yeah. as best we can. What, do you, what, yeah. what would you say that, that creativity is? So I think a couple words come to my mind. I think it's a story. I think when you need to say something or you need to even work through some thoughts or how you view the world, I think that's why it's so important to listen to people's stories because their art, what they pour out, will tell you about who they are, what's on the inside and what their story is. Because if I paint a picture of, I don't know, like a bleeding heart, 
that's a story I'm trying to tell you and you have the opportunity to try to understand it. Um, so imagination, I think, is also a kind of discernment and wisdom. Mm. Artists tend to be very observant people. We are the stimuli around us is always hitting our brains and we're always soaking up everything around us, which is probably why a lot of artists tend to enjoy being by themselves because all of that stimuli and all of that stuff they see and observe and are inspired by, they're always trying to understand it and see why I feel what I feel when I see that or hear that. And that mm. turns into a wisdom and a discernment. And then you're like, well, what do I do with it? Maybe I can write a song. Maybe I can make a movie. Maybe I need to paint this. Maybe I need to speak this. And so I think the imagination is just something that happens when we have all the things around us hit us. We are like sponges and we soak it up. And then we have to figure out what do we do with it? <laughs> what does it mean? And what can I regurgitate out so somebody else can have that thought, that experience too? So that'd be inspiration creativity kind of molding together yeah it's like a scientific molding like the thing come in and then yeah. it, just, <laughs> it just comes out of you yeah it's like if you can see electricity it's like the things that we see and experience and hear it it has this like i don't know if you could paint a picture or explain it um right. like the neurons just start firing and we make all these connections and then we have to mm. figure out what we're going to do with that what do we do with it right what do we that do makes with sense. it? Yeah, what do, we, what do we do with it? Yeah. Let's talk then about what you do with it. Let's talk about your creative process. So okay. as you've gone through the years and you've made your art, and I mean, you've made art for people, you've made art for yourself. Right. What is your creative process? Is there something that specifically gets you going? Or is it, or you can't really, quantify it you just it just it just is what it is it just it just comes out so what, what is your creative process I think it depends on what the mission is if I have a client that process is different than if it's just inspiration but over the year if you're looking for like technical process mm -hmm. it's matured over the years and so what I do now since I love to work from photos and I'm a terrible drawer um I gather pictures, either what my client sends me or mm -hmm. what I've taken or photos that I can get offline from like, there's so many, it's, this is the best time to be alive for so many reasons, but there's a lot of free photos out there that you can use. And so with Photoshop, I mesh things together and create a picture, a layout. And the great thing is if I have a client, I can show them a literal picture picture of what I'm going to create and we can adjust it and all that stuff. And then I save it as JPEG and I use that as my image reference when I paint. Mm. Um, I do that process with everything, whether it's obviously a painting from travel or a client or myself, but the technical part is I do my designs on Photoshop and then I project them onto my canvas because I, can, I used to draw them all the time, but when I started getting clients, it just took forever. So the, to speed it up for the sake of productivity, now I project them. It saves mm. so much drawing time. And then I start painting because painting's the fun part anyway. Oh, and when, so, when you say I don't like drawing, though, you mean, I, well, you mean in the sense of a, a pencil on paper? 
Because yes. I'm hearing you saying, I don't like drawing. And, and, and my first reaction is, how do you like painting if you don't like drawing? <laughs> don't those go together? Oh, I'm, I'm speaking in ignorance, yeah, obviously. Like paint, paint, you have to make the colors and the tools, mm. the brushes. I love the brushes and I love the blending and I love the layering. Like you can't layer when you draw. Like it's the difference between chopsticks and a fork. You eat with both of them, but what mm. do you prefer to use? And mm. I prefer paint. I gotta write right? these metaphors down. These are, these are <laughs> an excellent metaphor. I gotta, I gotta document these metaphors. Chopsticks or ooh, I love that. Um, I that that process you're talking about obviously depends. Like you said, depends on what the mission is. So, all right, let's talk about this part right. of it. So, you have made art for Christ Fellowship in the past. Um, you've made, um, you know, different images. It seems like your art comes from a you know a very unique place with God. Um, is that an accurate way to say for you personally? Yes. Obviously, yes. Let's talk about that then. When you maybe have a and correct me if I'm wrong if I'm using certain words or phrases that mm-hmm. aren't accurate. If you have a you mentioned mission before, maybe like a vision or some type right. of inspiration in some way what is that part like because i look at your art and i'm just amazed many times looking at your art and i'm like that comes from some some other thing it's just right. it's just some something bigger than just you know mere mortals let's say that's what's so amazing about god and his interactions with us i didn't make these hands i couldn't have made my imagination and those mm-hmm. little things are my daily reminders that they're the God. And he's made all of us so interestingly different. We can all live out and love him and love each other so differently and uniquely. And for some reason, he's wired my imagination in a way where on a lucky mission, right? Because <laughs> they're not all easy. They don't all pop in my head like instantly sometimes it takes time sometimes I have to pray and cry and wait but when it does happen it's like when you read a book and you're a mat you can see the story in your head when you're reading the book that's kind of what happens in my brain Mm. and it's kind of like I can hear the story and see the imagery and now, thanks to technology, I can build that imagery and show somebody or even see if it's the way I want it to look. Like right now, I'm writing mm. this, these chronicle stories of God's attributes, and I feel something about the attribute of God that I want to show, mm-hmm. but ah, sometimes it's so hard to like create an image for it. So, Well, we can, also, we can also say in the sense of as an artist, where might you find struggle to express the art? You're inspired. There's a mission. Maybe there's you know right. the process we mentioned before, but there, it's like you just said, doesn't just come super easy all the time. Right. So, is right. there a struggle that you have sometimes? Or just is it the struggle just getting it out? Right, because sometimes it's words. Sometimes I I can. It's almost like a like a discernment, and it's also important to know your spiritual giftings. And the combination that I'm working with is like discernment and prophecy so sometimes the image or words or feeling is to encourage somebody and so i have to come up with 
what kind of imagery would encourage somebody in this direction? Or mm. if the word for that person is peace, like I, I feel like they should just rest in God's peace. I may not see an image for that, but I have to come up with and maybe do research and find a visual way to explain peace. But sometimes it's like, no, you need to paint this bird. And I'm like, well, why that bird? Why that object? <laughs> and then I have to find out why that image is there. So it can be, it, that's the exciting part about creativity is it changes all the time. And that's why I love working with so many different people because everybody's story is different and everybody needs something different from art. So I get the chance to tell different stories stories with people in the hopes that they can meet God in the way that they need to. So it's quite exciting. Nothing's ever the same. <laughs> well, well, you mentioned, you said the phrase before you said prophetic art. Uh, yeah. And obviously you mentioned prophetic gifting. So what is, what would be prophetic art in your view? I don't, I don't know if that's a technical term or if that's just a, right. just a I think, term we just say. <laughs> yeah. Using the word prophetic, I think would just be something that the Lord puts on my heart to encourage mm. that person forward. I think prophecy is used most of the time to help people get through this crazy life we have to live. You know, mm. prophecy, mm. I think, pushes people forward and helps them grow, helps them release things that hold them back. I think that's why God gives us prophecy to help us have something to look forward to, something to keep in our vision, something to aim for. Um, in art, it's not normally something that's going to help correct them. In, in my line of work, prophecy is usually that. more to help free them or encourage them or help them move on, get to the next step. So it's kind of like you could switch the word prophetic for inspirational. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I can but see it's that. usually something the Holy Spirit told me or showed me for that person. Is there a specific person or specific story that, as even we're talking about, that you think of that you, you produce an art for them that it did speak into their life it's 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 been and gratefully there are a lot but that's that's just to god's glory because he mm -hmm. brought people you know he brought us together all these different people for really special adventures together um and this is actually why i think social media is helpful for me because i get mm. to look back on like my instagram and my facebook Right. And be encouraged on those days where it feels like hell, because the side effect of being an artist that feels a lot is we feel everything. So sometimes I can't even pick up my brushes. So mm. when I look back on the stories, when I look back on my old clients or old, old times that I got to work with somebody in their story, it's encouraging mm -hmm. to, re to remember how God was there and that he brought two people together to brainstorm, to work together, to encourage each other. And it worked, you know, like it was like, that's awesome. And so I, I usually, I post stuff for all the reasons, but one of the major reasons is because it encourages me as I look back. It's almost like journaling because like you're saying, um, I have to be reminded too, that we are all connected and God brings people together and God's here. He still uses the gifts like prophecy mm. and art. Mm -hmm. to keep us going and to remind us that he's there. So oh, absolutely. it's also for selfish reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I didn't give you a specific answer because there's a lot of them. There's a lot, of course, um, there's a lot. Well, I, it's funny. I can actually, I can, I can share a specific example myself. Okay. So let me, I have, I brought this. 
here. I brought this. From oh home. my goodness, that's the <laughs> and uh, wow, so that's what this is right there. <laughs> yeah, so what this is for the audience. Um, so this is a, uh, a, a an original April Watkins piece wow. right here, and uh, what this is is this is a a painting of my wife Kalina and I, and this is uh, this is from from what I was told by by April. This is a uh, three photographs from our engagement photo shoot melded into one image. <laughs> and I'm looking on, and I'm gonna look on the back here. So this is so it's funny because this this is nine years old. This piece right here, and on the wow. back it says it says uh, it says uh, June. 2012, and it says oil on canvas, no brushes used, spackling knife, and the title of this is With You. Lots of love, April, Gary, and Eli. So this here, I, I am a, a proud owner oh. <laughs> of an original April Watkins piece. And That's this exciting. is uh, the image, I'll describe it. There's uh, the New York City skyline in the background. There's uh, my wife and I, this is when we were engaged and we're sitting yeah. all cute and cozy on a park bench. And this, uh, these photos were taken in, in Hoboken, New Jersey. And it's, it's a few photos and there's a tree and there's the, the Hoboken lawn. Uh, for those of you who might know that specific area. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I brought this to, to, to bring a little, little blast from the past here. Wow. As you can see, <laughs> I haven't seen this, that in this a long time. Right here. And uh, we can... Uh, that's so cool. so this image right here and and what's I remember you telling me that you never you never washed the the spackling knife. I remember you telling me you never right. cleaned it. So I remember you telling me um that it was uh, like I said no brushes, spackling knife and then you said that it, because you didn't clean it, every color is in every part. Right. Right? right. Did I get that correct? I think I, yep. I think I described that. Hopefully, I described that correctly. And um, I remember when you gave this to us, you're like, "I made this for you guys. Here you go." I didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it was until I opened it. And now I can proudly say, uh, if I ever have to play a little icebreaker game, you know, I, I own a, a portrait of myself in my house. And is that <laughs> With no true face. or false? <laughs> Hey, I like that. I like that. And people are like, you don't really own yeah. a portrait of yourself. Oh, contraire. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, that piece because it's, it's a, I have an addiction for trying new things. I don't like doing the same thing twice, which is why all my art looks so different. And I remember that piece. I didn't want to use any brushes and mm-hmm. it was scary because I had never done like an impasto technique, that thick paint technique before. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's also the thrill of art is, or for me, is trying new things a lot. Um, I guess I'm an an adrenaline junkie that way. I love to do things new ways. And I remember (laughs) how how I felt doing that one because that was all new. (laughs) So you never did this technique before? Yours was the first painting. Oh man, see that? Yeah. See now, yep. ooh, now yep. I'm I'm even more, uh, <laughs> I'm even more excited now because now it's I was it's, walking it's, out of the ledge on that one. <laughs> ooh, it's original and now it's original, original. It's original. Yeah, man. Artwork, but it's original technique from the artist, first timer, first timer yep. in there. Oh yep. man. 
Wow. And see, that even hits me even deeper. <laughs> right here in the heart. I mean, and, and just even now, just you, I mean, this piece, right, is nine years old. And we're talking about it here. I don't think we've ever talked about it aside from the day of giving, of giving it. So here we are talking about it nine years later. Yeah. And you're already inspiring me by just saying that, yeah, I never did that before. And I was really scared or, or you know, not scared, but really, you know, uh, challenged by doing it in this certain way. And now, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, man, that got me. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen King says this thing and he's like, you know, writing or art is like magic. It transports you from times to places. Like mm. when you read a book, you're not in the same year that the person right. that wrote it and yet you're right, seeing right. things experiencing things and so there's that piece of art from nine years ago and mm. yet here we are now and it like transports us to another time and place it's just that's another amazing thing about art it's like magic that is amazing yeah so tell us about a, a piece that you might be really proud of or might be um or a piece that really challenged you and you know the end product. Obviously, you maybe are satisfied. Although I, I have heard this line about art that that art is never finished, only abandoned. I don't know if that's true for every artist. Yeah, maybe, it is. Cool. That's, that, maybe mm, it is. I okay, so I don't agree with that oh, because ooh, I going feel, against the philosophers of art. <laughs> I know because I feel like I can't say a painting is done until I feel like every detail has been addressed. And then I'm like, mm. now I'm done. So I don't, I don't finish a painting until I look around and I feel different things. Um, and I know now it's done or now it's not. So I get what that artist is saying. And I've read that myself, but I don't necessarily agree with it. I feel mm. like that artist did abandon it, but there's such a thrill in finishing something. Mm. So what's a finished piece that you are either especially proud of or maybe you just maybe not proud of is the word, but maybe it challenged you so much and you're like, wow, let me look at that. Oh, it's hard to choose. That's like asking me what my favorite so food stuff. is. I don't I don't <laughs> believe in favorites because I just love so many different things. Um, so maybe just when we were in Hong Kong, we were able to travel a lot. And so mm -hmm. starting to paint from our travels. And so there is a moment when we were in Vietnam and we walked past this little cafe that was like yellow and stained from all the flooding. And it was like two story. And there are people on the second floor leaning over the railing, looking outside and like eating their little food. And when I came back and I said, I, I need to paint this picture. The feeling of because again, it's like a puzzle. It's like a little adventure and a challenge of finishing it and seeing it for myself and saying, wow, I did that. And now I remember that place. I remember that moment. I remember how I felt when I saw that place. And now it's on a picture that I painted on my wall. So like my house is filled with paintings of different memories, different times. So and they each have different challenges. This goes back to the fact that I love trying new things. I can walk through each painting in my house and tell you different struggles, different lessons learned mm. from each painting. So it's, mm. 
And I can even tell you what what movie I was watching when I painted them. (laughs) And that's a testimony (laughs) in itself, going through that, just those memories. That's a testimony. You know, you're putting God on canvas here. So it's, it's. And I think that's why I'm so excited and have a sense of urgency with this new project I'm working on with Chronicles of Him. Can you tell us what that's about and what you're doing with it? Yeah. So to make it a short story, um, about five years ago when we were living in Hong Kong, I was getting overwhelmed by being around all these other religions. And so I started in the beginning of Genesis and worked all the way to Revelation. And I would write down attributes of who God was as I found them in the Bible, scripture to scripture. Not just obvious ones like he is the lamb or he is Jesus is the son of God, but based on stories and situations, what did that tell me about who God was? And so I had this huge list developing of characteristics or attributes. And so now, years later, it has evolved into I'm taking like three attributes at a time and I'm meditating on them. Mm-hmm. And then if an image comes to my head, I write what I see, or I write a story about this warrior king and these attributes. And now when the story's done, Mm. I'm painting a picture based on the story. So it's, it's story, it's painting. And then I'm videoing me telling the story and explaining the artwork behind it. So it used to be just me writing a book about attributes, but now I've morphed it into this multimedia thing of, story painting and now video but the point is i want people to have something because people don't read books a lot anymore as much as they do grab their phone and watch something tiktok youtube whatever people watch something that's true that's true um so i wanted them to have something that they can meditate on whether it's in their car or during their quiet time but they too can think about these attributes of god and hear a story about it and then um also hear about the artwork behind it eventually once all Mm. these are done i'll have all the material done and i can put it into a book but until then like right now um kind of dark but i'm working on one right now that um is talking about what happens in nature when the warrior king comes close by and how even the animals know who he is so anyway it's I love it because I love meditating on who God is and I want something for myself, for my son, and I want other people to be inspired by art, story, and maybe provoke them to worship God in their meditation. So I mean that definitely sounds uh it's it's interesting. And what I really like about that too is it's reflective. And that's something that I think, you know, if 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 anyone is serious about maturing in Christ. Right. You really do right. have to have like a reflective mindset and you have to have a reflective position where you have to wrestle. Like what, what, what is this story about that I'm reading right now? You know, right. some of this stuff is you know, very foreign to, if we're honest, it's, some of this, we read things we read in scripture are very foreign because it's a different culture, a different time, right. same God, yeah. but you know, that world, <laughs> the ancient bronze age and, and the information age too vague different ways of life so that's something that we do have to wrestle with and and for you um combining it with your with the art what's combining it with with bringing out the artwork i think is is even more appealing because 
there's a visual component right. too, which which I love the storytelling of that. I really like the storytelling. One of the other things is I, I some of these stories are going to be a little hard to swallow, and people may not agree with the imagery that I'm going to be having, but I want them to be curious enough about it that they actually seek him themselves because we all view parts of him differently. And the point isn't to have a relationship through somebody else's discovery. It's supposed to push you mm. to want to find him on your own, find out mm. Mm. You know, how you're going to see him. So it's that delicate balance of inspiring somebody and Urging them, but at the end of the day, they gotta get up. And if they want to know about him, they have to sit and seek him. They have to go after. Him. So I want these to be different enough, you know, not just like, oh, let me paint a picture of a man car like um, carving something because he's a carpenter. You know, like I want the stories and the imagery to be different enough where they're curious enough. And they say to themselves, well, if that's how she views that attribute of God, I wonder what I'll think about him if I take the time and think about. Him in this way you know it, it really is interesting to um when there is a and this is obviously has been going on forever um for you know generations and generations a you know visual representations of anything in scripture always are going to come with an interpretive lens right. and and a tradition lens or something like that right and you know we don't have to get into heavy details because there's libraries full of of all of that. <laughs> but what's interesting too is that um, because you know, Christianity is what it is, um, a a film, a series, a graphic novel that is portraying anything from the scriptures is, is always going to have a lot of discussion right. behind it. Which which I mean is that is that bad? Not necessarily. Not necessarily, because obviously there's going to be some type of artist, whether it be someone like yourself or a director or even even I mean, a, a casting agent or a casting director that's going to, you know, book art, book actors to portray biblical characters. There's always going to be discussion with that. It seems to me like you're hoping there's discussion in your art. I want my art to push people to think about who God is or to think about something, whether it's for them, an encouraging word for them. Um, I, I want to see people run. I want to see people thrive and grow. And if I can use art to push them, to encourage them, then that's the best purpose of it, um, especially in their relationship with God. I want to provoke you. Think about him yourself. <laughs> you know, like... Mm. There's so mm -hmm. much to him. So if you want to check it out, if you want to, and again, I post all of my process because I learned by watching people. And so I want people to learn from me if they can, if they can grasp anything, then that's wonderful. And that's why I post stuff. So if you wanted to follow the Chronicles of Him journey um, on Instagram, it's articulating Chronicles of Him, all one long word. Articulating um, Chronicles of I'll, Him. Yeah, articulating chronicles of him. And I post the videos and the artwork there. But then my personal art Instagram is april.joy.articulations. So there you go. So articulating chronicles of him on Instagram. Yeah. There you go for Instagram followers. I'm looking at it right now. I see some interesting things. I see some, some chemi uh, chemical compound. 
I see a double helix. I'm not trying to give this away. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at it right now. Yeah, no, it's. I see it's, uh, that's true. a lot. Yeah. Wow, that's that. I'm just looking at it right now, and it's funny because me, even me looking at it and and looking at the um, your description of things, it makes me think about it. Like, okay, so there's a sword. There's a okay, the moon. <laughs> Double helix. So oh, on the April that joy dot articulations page, I'll break some of that down in the process, and I'll 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 show you the process of making that stuff. But the finished video will be posted on the Chronicles one. I, f- I follow both pages, so excellent. <laughs> there you go. So they you follow is the social media. Follow it on you said Instagram and Facebook, correct? Yep. And for both places. There you go. So there you go. So there you get some artistic inspiration, y'all, out there. Mm-hmm. Some, some art. Some look at some some artistry. Let's do some lightning round. Okay. Ready for some very lightning round. Sure. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. This might be a little. I'm not gonna lie. This might be a little tricky. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I feel like my uh, lightning round questions are gonna be one of those. Oh come on, Elliot. Really. After everything that we just talked about. Okay. Okay. Right, that's right. fine. So let's try to start simple. Ready? Your favorite color. Black. Favorite piece of nature. Trees. I can see that. That makes sense. I can. That makes sense. Favorite time of day. The morning. Like when nobody else is up and it's quiet and it's fresh. Favorite type of weather is the last one. Oh, rain. I love the rain. I love mm. the way it smells. I love the way it sounds. I love when everything is wet because it's high contrast. Like the greens are really green. The tree bark is really dark. Mm. Streets are wet. Like I love rain. I am not a sad person on a rainy day. I love it. Those are my lightning round questions. Just because okay. I, I, I thought that it those types of questions would you mentioned things before like travel and mm-hmm. obviously we're talking about art and inspiration of certain things. So I, obviously there's a leaning, you know, to certain things or an attraction to certain things that would bring about that inspiration to you, which is great, which is great. And everyone's, I really do think everyone has some type of inspiration to them or, or I inspiration think sometimes that they too, receive. even just like spending time alone in God's presence there's so much that he wants to say and share. And there's so much about him that we can meditate on. It's almost like the inspiration is overwhelming. There's too much to paint. So where do I start? And that can be really overwhelming. So I think for me as a Christian artist, it's almost too much stimuli because there's this endless supply of things to paint when you think about who he is. And that's kind of like my genre is painting about who God is. Cause I'm not going to be around forever, but if I can leave something that someone picks up one day during some zombie apocalypse <laughs> and they find a painting that makes them think about who God is, then that's a win. I want you to talk to the person out there who will hear this and is thinking, Either oh, I'm not good at art, or you know, I have something in me, or you know, I'm, un- I'm inspired, but I don't know. I know you mentioned some of this before, but I don't know how to start or where to go. Or and you know, with the other flip side of social media, looking at other people's art, like oh, I can't do that, so right. I'm not even gonna, not even gonna get started. What's your word of encouragement? Speak to that 
person who's hearing this and wants to get going, maybe they're excited after hearing your story, speak to that person. And what would you say to them? I think you will always feel dead unless you move. Movement, we were made for movement. So there's a time to look at other people's stuff, but there's a time for you to write your own book, for you to paint your own painting, for you to sing your own song. If you have the smallest amount of interest in creativity, you need to experiment. You can't be afraid to try new things because we all start off as beginners. You have to be okay with the learning curve. You have to be okay with making mistakes, with making terrible art. You have to be okay with that. You can't be embarrassed by it because nobody's professional overnight. And even the professionals still don't make good art. You know, like <laughs> it's, I think the problem with living in today's world is we have to make things to be a legend. And that's not what the heart of creativity is. The heart of mm. creativity is I need to make something because something inside of me needs to come out. Mm. And so mm. there's a time to look at other stuff. But unless that person, unless you pick yourself up by your collar and go try something, you will always be miserable. Um, mm. There is one book, and this isn't just for artists, this is for, this is for anybody that that wants to kind of evolve, but it's a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it's a great way to pull out that, I'm curious, what can I make? What can I do? And there's a whole, anyway, check out that book if you need a little boost. But <laughs> reading is also important. Google, we, we are living in a time where there's no excuse to not know what to do or how to do it because you can pick up books, research books on poetry best books to read on poetry or go buy a blank book and a pencil and sit down and you have to do the work. Like art won't make itself. The artist has to do the work. You have to show up. So I encourage you, if you want to make something, nobody's going to make it for you. Go out, sit at a coffee shop and write or go out and go somewhere where you can sing out loud. Or if you want to do movies, go watch a movie by yourself and write notes. Like you have mm, to yes. act, you will atrophy, your soul will atrophy if there's something inside of you that needs to come out and you're not doing it. And there's only a certain amount of time where you are allowed to be inspired by others. You have to do it. So I encourage you, move. <laughs> and it's going to be terrible, but be okay with it being terrible. You have to start somewhere and you have to, every time you do it, you're going to learn. So laugh at yourself. But try whatever it is you're curious about. Move. Move. Yeah, I can. <laughs> so how, how can we pray for you? I think for joy, I, there's so much that I'm pushing through to learn more about who God is that sometimes it feels heavier than it does feel free. And sometimes art feels heavier than it does feel fun. People see it and they're like, oh, that's a picture. That's a painting. But it's a heavy, it's a heavy calling. And so I always, I, I ask God for joy and that this will be what God wants it to be. And that he will mm -hmm. speak to people that need to hear about who he is through the art. And I, I want to be available for him. I want him to use me and I want to know more about him. So if you can pray that 
that he will show me more about who he is every time I paint. That is what I dream. I just want to know more about who he is and, and that God will give, bring opportunities, that God will bring the right people into my life, that we can take a moment together to grow. And if that's through art, then that's it. But I just pray for more divine moments and for safety in my family because the enemy doesn't want a career of art that is going to help free people. So even safety over my family mm-hmm. as I walk in this career. So lots of little things, but I love it. And I'm grateful for the hands that he gave me. Um, and I want to be faithful and I want to push other people to be faithful. I want to see what you guys have. I want to see what he put in you because I'll need that. I'll need to be inspired by how you live your life. So I also pray for you guys <laughs> that you'll get off the bus, <laughs> that, that you'll figure out what he's put in you and that you run and you thrive and whatever that is because we all need what you have, what he's put in you. So we're all connected. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it right there. Well, April, thank you so much for thank sharing you. not only your art, but your story behind your art. It's very inspirational. And I, I, I'm praying that people, as they hear this, they'll be inspired to move, as you said, because everyone has stories and everyone, yeah. you know, we all have our stories. Not everyone expresses them in ways or knows the way to express them. But there's so many stories out there that, yeah. you know, we want to hear them and we want to hear them. And God has made many stories in people's lives to testify. And yours is one of them. So thank you so much, sister. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this, guys. It's, <laughs> it's great. People need to hear other people's stories. That's why the yes. world is ignorant because they don't care about people's stories. And so mm. this is powerful. So thank you guys for doing this. Thank you. All right. Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth is a Christian community whose mission is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. You can learn all about us by visiting cfofelizabeth.com. We meet each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, as well as at various times throughout the week. You can also join us live online every week by visiting cfofelizabeth.live. We hope you enjoyed this week's story. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. See you next time.